give me some of that good old love. Oh, let me make you feel fine. Cause loving you just blows. Man. This love I have for you, girl, is true. Say No More Podcast, you know what I'm saying? And I'm back with it one time. I got a very, 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 very special guest in the building, and this is actually a collaboration, you know what I'm saying? Because it's the dude right here that, you know, since the sandbox, that's the only way I could give it up, you know what I mean? It's been my brother, you know, for first grade, man, you know what I'm saying? Jersey all day. But I got my man, William Rutledge of the William Rutledge Podcast. Say what up to the people, kid. Yo, 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 what's good, what's good? Addy Style, what's good, my brother? Man, you already we know, man. Together, making it do what it do. It's been a long time coming, son. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, before we get into anything, I just kind of want to, you know, big you up real quick. You know what I'm saying? If y'all haven't heard, it's the okay. William Rutledge Podcast. I'm going to let him do his thing. I'm going to let him talk his shit. You know what I'm saying? But um, I just want to big you up because, you know, if it wasn't for you, like, getting out there and getting it started, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't say that um, I would have did it, but, 
you definitely gave me the motivation to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you asked me a couple questions and I gave you the, the jewels that I had and then turn around and you got a podcast. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, it was literally that simple. And I had been talking about it. I had been brainstorming about it. But it's it's just like you say in your podcast, like in so many different episodes, that's like just great motivation. If y'all haven't heard the podcast, please go listen to it. It's the William Rutledge podcast. It is definitely like that motivation that you need every day, whether you black, white, whatever. It's something for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And if, whether you've got kids, whether you've grown, or whether you're in a transitional period, you might be at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and these words uh-huh. that he's speaking is definitely words that people need to hear. You know what I mean? And I definitely love it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in tune. I love listening to it. You know what I'm saying? It definitely gives me what I need to keep pushing and keep going forward. And sometimes you need that. Everybody don't have that sort of motivation and things to get them out the bed, to get them going. And that's literally the subject of what we're going to talk about today. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I just wanted to start that off. So if you can, well, just in a, you know, just in a couple, however you want to do it, man. Tell them about, for, for any listeners that's on my side that haven't, you know, heard anything about you, what, what, what would you want them to know? You know what I'm saying? Off rip, man. Not to put you on the spot, but just to give them a little information of who they talk, who they listening to today. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I appreciate it, good brother. Thank you, you know what I mean, for showing me the love, you know what I'm saying? And, and my brother, you know, even though he picked me up, I definitely got to say that, you know, my brother is my core motivation because had it not been for him, you know what I'm saying, just giving me his, the jewels that I needed, you know what I mean, I probably would have, you know, probably would have never got started. But, I mean, the podcast is just generally about, it's my life. I mean, it's really just my life. In, in, uh, in the form of a podcast, hopefully I can touch anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like my brother said, I don't care if you're black, white, gay, or straight, whatever you are, if you're going through something in your life and you're dealing with it and you just may not know how to get through, you, know, man, you may not want to talk to nobody at that time, that's what the podcast does, man. It gives you a little bit of hope. It gives you a little bit of that, that little push that you may need. Or, you know, it may save somebody. You know, I've, I've myself dealt with, you know, depression and anxiety. And, you know, I've, you know I'm going to keep it real with you, you know what I'm saying? This is a real situation. But I've had times where when I was in that deep depression, where I had thoughts of suicide. And I talked about it on my podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like, just how, how, how you can get to that level. And I just put it all out there. And I'm hoping that... My podcast, and why I take it so so serious, Alan, why I will never give up, even if I don't make a penny off of it. If I could save a life, or if I can give somebody that second breath, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm God or anything like that, nothing of that nature, but I'm, I'm doing this for a reason, and it's just to, to motivate the people, man. Like I said, I don't care what you are. I don't care who you are. You know, it, everybody needs a little push. You know what I'm saying? Word. Even even LeBron James needed to push to win the championship, right? <laughs> word, word, <laughs> definitely, most definitely. I mean, and 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 you know, it's just honestly when I'm going, when I'm searching it, when I'm looking for it, it says, "Do you want the truth?" You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, a lot of people can't handle the truth. A lot of people are scared of the truth. And the thing is, like, Will breaks it down in the best way possible, especially. 
you know, it's a lot of things, even though we've known each other for so long, it's a lot of things that I learned, you know what I'm saying, just about you and everything else and the things that you're going through. And you do, it's not always just super over the top, like I'm trying to build the community. It's like a lot of issues and things that you deal with yourself, you know what I'm saying? And it's um, it's just people, we got we to gotta really respect and understand like the people that we have in front of us that are able to tap into themselves and be able to talk about these certain things that might be, you know, scary topics for certain people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Suicide is a real thing. You know, we've, we definitely dealt with people that have been around us in the hood that, you know, have taken their lives, you know, family members and stuff like that. And it's like, it's a real thing that, you know, people got to deal with. And, you know, it takes a real strong person to be able to, you know, kick that, information, that knowledge, and give you what it is that, you know, you need to hear. You know, it, it might not be just what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. And usually what you need is what's better for you in the, in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, look, I just wanted to big you Definitely up. Can. You know what I mean? It's this, this is the Say No More podcast and it, the, the William Rutledge podcast collaboration, and we came together to talk about something that was very, very near, a person that's very, very near and dear to our hearts, you know what I'm saying, that we, we've unfortunately lost, you know what I'm saying, of the flesh, you know what I mean, but he's going on to the afterlife to do whatever it is that he needs to do to continue to do the work, and if you don't know what we're talking about, the marathon continues. We're talking about a brother by the name of Nipsey Hussle, you know what I'm saying, that was... Neighborhood Nip. Neighborhood Nip, man, that was, that was taken, you know what I'm saying, um, due to things that he couldn't control, you know what I'm saying? But his mission was definitely not in vain in any way, shape, form, or fashion. That it it definitely it it, it brought us two together to do this. We was we was planning on doing this anyway, you know what I'm saying? And I hated that it had to be for this reason. But at the end of the day, after some time has passed, I'm glad that I'm able to see certain things and certain lights and that whole thing that he was talking about the marathon continues. It's like, if you really say that you mess with his music and you really mess with his movement and everything else like that, and you're not doing and not out there trying to make it happen and do the things that you say you want to do or you believe that you want to do or you think that you want to do and all of that stuff, if you're not out there doing them things or at least like jotting it down and trying to make it happen or anything like that, then you, I, I don't really believe that you understand his message and what it is that he tried to bring, you know, to the people. So that's what we're here to talk about. You know what I'm saying? We want to we wanna just lend our thoughts and everything that's been going on in our head about this brother named Ermius Joseph Ashkodom. I hope I said the last name right. <laughs> Ashkodom. Yeah, I think I did because I heard I heard uh, Minister Farrakhan say it that way, so I'm gonna roll with that. You know what I'm saying? But Ermius, man, right. like, I mean, you know, just, let's let's just get into it, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? We've been having some thoughts and we've been having a little talk back and forth. You know what I mean? But now, let's you know what what's some what's some of the things that you think of when you think of Nipsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they was up there kicking the freestyle, and you know J Rock, 
you know what I'm saying, definitely, you know, I, I knew of J-Rock at the time, mm-hmm. but Nip was like just coming fresh on the scene, so I'm like, yo, who is this linky, linky looking dude, man, this Snoop Dogg looking dude, man, like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just like, who is he, you know, like he even said himself, you know, Craig from, uh, from California, he favors Snoop, you know, tall, slinky, so I'm like, yo, is this Snoop, or is this, I mean, I literally thought it was his son, mm-hmm. so, man, I sit there, right, I'm telling you, bro, and you know how we are about music, man. We study it, listen to it, mm-hmm. and when I say he kicked, I don't know if it was a freestyle. I don't, I don't know if he was, it was a written, but whatever he, whatever he, whatever it was, I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. bro, he caught my attention from there. And I mean, this was the, this was the uh, the big hoodie, the hat, and the braids, and that. I ain't talking about the the uh, the beard, you know what I'm saying? That everybody's probably used to now. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the little skinny dude from. From Slauson, you know what I'm saying, and and I just like, yo, I like this kid, you know what I'm saying. I'm just like, you know what, I'm, I'm a rock with him. I'm, I'm gonna keep up with him. I'm gonna try my best to keep up with him. I, I really like him, and it, it's been since then. Like, I don't know what year that was, but when when him and J Rock like really came up on the scene, Nip just caught my attention, man. And I never, I I really never stopped listening to the dude, man. From the TMCs to, I mean, the the mailbox. Crenshaw, you know, all the way up to the, you know, um, the Victory Lab. I mean, all of that. I, I'm a legit fan of this dude, man. And to actually be sitting here talking to you, you know, about a podcast, about the loss, not even the game, yeah. but the loss of this dude is just like, it's heartbreaking, man. Like, yeah. I didn't know the dude personally, but you grow to know people through their music. And I, and I felt like, I felt like this dude was like a brother of mine. I mean, he was a brother of mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, straight up. I mean, I think so. So you know me being the DJ side and all of that. I definitely got to get the you know what I'm saying the music, music straight on the right path and everything. So um, you're talking about the on the spot freestyle, and that was with J Rock. That was actually a serious, and it was on DJ uh, oh. Green Lantern's joint. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. definitely. Okay. So I remember yeah. that because I did see that. You know what I'm saying? And I think um, I knew. Son had talent, you know what I mean? I could definitely say that I knew that Son had talent, but I think the first, my one of my first interactions with Dude was um, when I seen him on uh, Hard Knock TV. Uh, I forget the dude's name that runs Hard Knock because he still be putting out a couple, you know, interviews here and there, but his name is Nick. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Nick because he was always holding it down with the type of MCs that we rock with. So you could definitely go there and see early Kendrick and all of that. And I would definitely... Um, I would definitely like encourage anybody to go through and check the Hard Knock TV uh, interview with Nipsey Hussle. You can find it on YouTube. But the thing that really stuck out to me, he had a, um, a Seattle Mariners hat. You know what I'm saying? Skinny dude, same thing. The whole description that you gave. And I think it was Kevin Powell, I believe, is the dude's name. This black dude that he always be around something positive hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Ballhead dude. He always been around since, like, Russell and the rest of them. Shout out to Kevin Powell. Hope that's your, your real name. You know what I mean? But um, anyway, so he was. He said, you know, so what are, what are the things that motivate you? What is it that, you know, you in this game for? And the first thing out of his mouth was like, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to take this money that I'm making, you know what I mean? I'm trying to invest into the hood, you know what I'm saying? And do that and get into some real estate and everything else. And that's the first answer, you know what I'm saying? So he ain't say nothing about a chain. 
He ain't say nothing about a car. He ain't say nothing. He he was already from the first time that I heard this man speak before I even heard the freestyle. It was just what he was talking about doing in his community and trying to make things happen and motivate people and push them forward. He was he was not talking like a regular rapper. He was definitely not talking like like a gangster rapper. You know what I'm saying? It, it, from all I've been seeing from all these different videos, from Gary V, from everybody that actually sat down and had conversations with this man, he was on a whole nother level, which is why he could put a song out on Victory Lab talking about I'm not like like rap niggas. He, he's not like, he wasn't like anybody else. Um, he, he didn't do things like anybody else. He, he did everything, it seems like, with a purpose. It didn't matter what it was, you know what I'm saying? He, even when it came to the video that had popped up that one day where he slapped the other dude, the security guard or whatever, because they were disrespecting the people that was around him because everybody that has spoke about him from Rory of the Joe Button podcast, he said they have never had an easier talent to work with at their Henny Palooza. Um, I think it's Duce Palooza now. But um, they said they had never worked with anybody's crew that was easier to work with, more humble people that were just like, you know what, we just here to chill, have a good time, we'll perform when y'all need us to perform. He was never on that celebrity-ish that everybody really be on. Like, I've seen him a couple times in the streets doing Uber, because, you know, like, my brother Will is still on the East Coast, but I'm over here on the West Coast, and I've seen Nipsey in the street with no security. So, like, all of this stuff that has come out about the whole thing of surrounding, you know, the, his passing and how it went down this and the third, it didn't really surprise me because I've seen this dude in the streets two, three, four times with no security. I never ran up on him or nothing like that because I just didn't want to bring that energy. I, I, feel, I always feel that way when I see people, you know, when they out in L.A. and they just might be out there trying to do their thing, relax, chill. They don't want, you know, the cameras in their face all the time, but... Anybody that I seen him interact with on the streets, it was all love. You know what I'm saying? He was just that regular dude that you could catch him, you know, walking down Sunset. You could catch him in Beverly Hills. You could catch him in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Which is where he was. And he lived his life like he had purpose, so he didn't really have much to fear. That's how I feel. And you you speak a lot about that, about fear, you know what I'm saying, conquering your fears, not being afraid, this, that, and third, like... Those are some of the things that I remember and that I do want to remember about Nip is the fact that he did everything and he was fearless. You know what I'm saying? Even if it didn't seem like from from him singing on his records, you know what I'm saying, to make better records, for him dumbing down the words a little bit to make better songs, from him, you know, deciding to do what he needed to do with that particular corner that's now named Nipsey Hustle Square. You know what I'm saying? All of those different things, like being fearless to you know, like, see your destiny and then actually go for it and try to grab it. Like, those are some of the things that we should definitely remember about this man. Like, I mean, how you feel about that, kid? I mean, honestly, Al, it's pretty much to piggyback off of what you said, man. Like, like I feel, bro, that Nip really did serve his purpose. Like, I listened to a message that his mom had, you know, um, put up online and she pretty much said that her son knew you know like when, when you accept I mean we're all gonna we all have our day we don't know when but we all have our final day but when you walk this earth not feeling like and you're invincible that it can't happen to you but accepting it 
and living and, and living out your purpose in life, then my dude, like you said, I, why fear anything? You should not have any. I mean, whether you're going anywhere with your security or no security, and I understood that about Nip. I mean, like I said, I I, I never ran into him. The most I've ever seen was videos, you know, a um, couple of rap videos, a couple of interviews, things of that nature. But um, I didn't have the the, um, the option of like yourself uh, running into him. But man, Nip, man, I, I just. I just, I just, it just hurts, man. It just really hurt, man. Like, I, I this is something that you did not expect. I mean, we all know the, the, the story, Rolling 60 Crip and everything like that. Probably one of the most notorious and hated gangs mm-hmm. in California, I believe. Yeah. Um, and this, this to me was just like a, a envious person of Nipsey. Not like, I don't, I don't feel like it was a gang related situation. I feel like when you have this much animosity and this much hate, this much envy and jealousy against a person, you'll do whatever. Yeah. You and, and literally that's what this dude did. You'll do whatever to either get a name or just you're so jealous that you want to take this person away from people that loved him. I mean, this dude had two kids. Mm-hmm. Had a young boy. That's right. And he had a daughter. And of course he had a great relationship with his, you know, Lil Lil Wayne something that uh between Wayne and Lauren, so he was a good dude all mm-hmm. around. I'm quite sure he probably had his stuff about him that you know Lauren probably didn't like it. His mother, I mean, we you know we all have our stuff out, but mm-hmm. I mean, dog man, like it, it's you know, and I don't like to compare. I really don't like to compare because I feel like these are two different individuals. Mm-hmm. But being that we live through, you know, me and you and, and the people that are in our age, you know, in our age bracket, we live through the death of Tupac. Mm-hmm. And we lived through, we actually, you know, we seen, you know, we lived through the death of uh, Nip. And yeah. this has been like a, a death that really hit me since Pac and Big died. Word. Word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, like, I completely Nick, agree. Like, nah, not Nip, you know? Yeah. I completely agree. And the thing that messed me up, like, where I was when I heard it, um, you know, Amar, my son, um, for those that don't know, it just he was about to turn thirteen, and he got a chance to come out and uh, stay with me for spring break. And you know, I was so on a high from him just being around because my son has just this level of energy and this joy that you know I've never seen or never really felt in my life. So I was I was on that. And he's always happy to be with me and with his uh, stepmom, me and my wife. So at this point, like, we're chilling and we're just relaxing, you know, just trying to take in the rest of the day and figure out what we wanted to do. And then just out of nowhere, man, like, like I think we weren't even paying attention. I think I was trying to set up his video game so we could play some Street Fighter or something like that. And then out of nowhere, my wife yells from the bathroom, like, yo, Nipsey got shot? And I'm like, nah, like, you you bugging. So the first thing I do, go to the internet, you know, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and I think I seen an RIP. And I was like, yo, I thought you just said he got shot. Like, why are they talking about he passed? You know what I'm saying? And then it was just, after that, it just started flooding through. And it was, um, it had me messed up, yo. It, it messed up, like, the rest of the day. Like, I... And and again, like you said, I've I've never actually talked to him. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've been close to him, never actually talked to him. It's been a number of different occasions where that could have been the case. Like we could have rapped or whatever, talked, whatever. But it's like not knowing this person, not ever meeting this person, shaking their head, and you feel that energy. It felt like energy was taken from a lot of people that love this culture that we call hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Not even on the rap stuff. It's just the fact of that this dude was a part of the culture because when there was not necessarily a hip-hop culture when we had Malcolm and Martin, you know what I'm saying? But this culture was birthed out of different, you know, adversities and different things that we've gone through, you know, as a people. So for, for us to lose one of these guys that was so down to earth so like so loved in the community so loved in the hood like some like that was it's just crazy you know what i'm saying and it it felt it felt bad because i remember like you brought up tupac and big and i remember where i was then and hearing it on the radio is one thing and you sitting there waiting for more details and this that and the third and it wasn't you know then you catch it on the news and all of that but we was catching this in real time and catching it in real time and seeing everybody's pain and how they were affected and, and the outpour oh, and everything from the funeral. I didn't even get into that because I couldn't watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I watched the fanfare of him going home and the ride, and I've seen a couple of videos here and there, but this, it really did affect the people, man. And you know what I'm saying? Shed tears and everything. It's like, it, 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 it kind of, he was, he just had that kind of spirit that just made made you feel something. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's anybody that's ever sat down and had a conversation with him, especially from the videos that people have been putting up that actually sat down and had a conversation with this man and didn't feel something or didn't feel motivated and didn't feel like, you know what, I could be doing better or I could be on my grind a little bit more. And you know what I'm saying? I would have loved to have a conversation with this man. Like, I would have loved for him to be a guest on the podcast with both of us. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, we don't have that right now. Um, and we just wanted to, we wanted to talk, we, we talked about the sad stuff. We wanted to talk about him in celebration. And this man is, um, you know, came from incredible parents. You know what I'm saying? His, his father, um, I don't know if too many people know, but, you know, they are, they're Eritrean. You know what I'm saying from East Africa, mm-hmm. and East when Africa. yeah, when he was 19, his father, you know, took him and Black Sam, you know what I'm saying, Samuel, to on a trip to Eritrea, you know what I'm saying, East Africa for like three months in '04. You know what I'm saying, and and it's just it, it changed a lot in him at that time to become more of a community activist and an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying, and gave him more of an entrepreneurial spirit, and that's one thing that, you know, after listening to us talk about this man, I hope people take away from it that he wasn't just nobody's rapper. He wasn't just no gangster rapper. He wasn't just no crib. He wasn't not, he was more than a lot, more than what you know. And, and, and to even start peeling back the layers, you got to dig deep. You got to go in, you got to read about him. You know what I'm saying? He had a lot of things that he was doing in the hood for his people. You know what I'm saying? And he, the place that he passed at, he was in there trying to help those same people. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, people not going back because look at what they do to you and this, that, and the third. And you and I, you know where we come from. If y'all don't know, East Orange, Ill Town, you know what I'm saying, Dodd Town, like, it's, 
nothing nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like then nothing and, nice at all. And that's the exact type of thing, the type of wave that me and you be on. We wanna do them things. You know what I'm saying? We wanna do them things for the hood, for the people, and 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 take care of ours, especially take care of the streets that that you know allowed us to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like allowed us to see certain things and get through and gave us this street smarts. You want you, when you see people just like yourself, you want them to be doing good. You want to help them out. Like, how could you not? You know what I'm saying? Especially if you if you caught all that love there. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you want to run from it? You don't really want to run from it. But it does bring up the question, like, should you do it from a distance versus actually being there all the time because you just never really know. It ain't, it ain't changed from when Biggie said it. You know what I'm saying? When he said, I understand... Because you you see the dude riding around with the joints and everything popping, and then you just be like, man, I'm I'm a rob him, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that. He, so he said, I know they, I know they saying it about me, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, so it, it's it's one of them things that you always are tested with, you know what I'm saying? How long is too long to stay, and 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 how 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 close in the hood should you go back to actually make sure that things is going going the way that they should go. But anybody knows, you know, if you want to do something right, nine times out of ten, you got to do it yourself. But it's always good to have help, you know what I'm saying, have uh, strong relationships with people um, that you could, that that are just positive images and positive things for your circle, for your cipher, for whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's part of the reason why we're here today, we're going to continue to make things strong. We're going to continue to hold each other down because, like he said, man, the marathon definitely continues now. Um, now we could talk the music a little bit because, like, man, like, you know, I don't know if y'all really peeped what I was playing, you know, before the before this show started, but you know what I'm saying? That was one of my favorite joints, uh, Blue Laces. You know what I'm saying? So the record that I'm playing from the beginning, for those that don't know, that's the sample that Nip used, and he used it twice. He used it on Blue Laces off the marathon, and then he used it on uh, Blue Laces 2, which was on Victory Lap. So I'll, I'll, I'll play a little right, bit of that towards the end, you know what I'm saying? But those are some of the records that really, really got to me, you know what I'm saying? Especially the fact that he kind of addresses the dude, you know what I'm saying? We ain't even going to speak his name like that, but he addresses the the the, the man that, you know, was responsible, or they're, they're saying is responsible for this this situation, he definitely addressed them in the records. So, I mean, how do you feel about them records? Well, Blue, I actually had a chance, Al, mm-hmm. uh, to listen to both of those records. Um, now, you just opened my eyes to, to something because I didn't know that he was addressing. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, but, but just for, I'm going to say this, um, that he may have, may have been addressing it because I, I, mean, I don't know. You just really opened my eyes to that. Um, just listening to the lyrics when I first heard the when I first heard the first one, um, the sample kind of caught me mm-hmm. at first. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, well, I'm digging this right here. Mm-hmm. You know, I had it took me some time to really to um, kind of get in tune with it. But the second one, I think I I think I got more in tune with the second one mm-hmm. only because the second one to me, seemed, you know. Nip had a distinction in his voice, and I don't know if anybody has ever, you know, if you listen to Nip from his from the beginning mm-hmm. of his rap career to the late, like the maybe the Mailbox and Crenshaw 
and then the uh, the victory lap. Though, like, he, I think he got more aggressive and more stronger. So that second that second blue laces, like, it caught me in it, and I I, I digested it more. I listened to it and I, I heard it. It's not not as much as I heard the first one, but not to compare the two or not to say one is better than the other. Um, I mean, Al, like you said, bro, just his whole his whole overall and how he how he carried himself, how he just just how he spoke. You know, most gangster rappers they don't even pronounce their words right. They don't even give you the chance to. They don't. I mean, he spoke elegance. He spoke like he spoke like a damn dictionary. You know, he gave you words that you can thrive off. You're going to learn something. You're not only going to hear about my stories about being in the hood, but I'm going to teach you. In that same breath, I'm going to teach you, and I'm going to direct you on, you know, um, just just by motivating you, mm-hmm. and then by giving you some type of words that you might be like, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does this mean? You know, what like, Nip said this. Let me go see. I mean, that's, that's motivation. People may not know it, yeah. but that's motivating you to go and, and do something outside of your norm. Yeah. And that's what he did. Now, one song, bro, one song that I don't know if anybody heard it. You ever heard the song called Bigger Than Life? Bigger Than Life. Um, I think I did. Which one is that off of? Um, Bigger Than Life is off of, um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Which one is that? So she had, I think it might have been the TMC, uh, But um, I'm thinking of the album, but the big, this bigger than life track, it's an eerie type. It's one of you know how mm-hmm. Tupac had that eerie type of track. I already know what you And doing. it's an old song. Mm. It's an old song, Al. Like it's not nothing new. But when I say, bro, that this song kind of like scared me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. Like this, this dude. Like I said, dude spoke. He spoke with no fear, man. Like yeah. it was just like this is this is what it is and this is what it's gonna be. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna this is how I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell my story. And I really, you know, anybody listening to, with me at with me and Al talking about, mm-hmm. even you, Al, you get a chance, go listen to this bigger than life song, man. The 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 the, the track, Al. I know how you love production. Mm-hmm. And you know. peeps and everything, yeah. you're definitely gonna be like, yo, what? Yo, okay. Yeah, I, I literally played a song. Um, excuse me. I literally played a song out every day I go to work. I have to get in my car and I have this song has to be playing as I'm riding. And it's not like a it's not like an eerie check where like um, he's talking about death, death, death. He's motivating you and in the process he's telling his story. Mm. And at the end he does like a he does like a talk. He talks like maybe about, mm, I'm going to say about the latter part, maybe about two minutes of the track, maybe about a minute, two minutes. And dude, man, it's it like, it, 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 bring, it could bring you to tears. Mm. I'm not even, I'm, yeah, I'm not even playing with you, man. I'm trying to find um, which one, which one that's on, because I'm assuming it must be on uh, the joint. Oh, no, I'm going to get you. Uh, and, and matter of fact, we're gonna um, have we're gonna have it up. Um, once you once you get me right with that, we're gonna have it up in the description. You know what I'm saying to make it real easy for y'all to go find that. You know what I mean? We so definitely you already know what I do. You know what I'm saying on the um on the Say No More podcast. Like we try to give you something to go ahead and listen to. And um, 
You know, I'm gonna ch- for for the ones that that haven't heard it because it's it's him in a raw form and it, it, it's something that I really enjoyed. Check out the one that he dropped. Um, it's called the Marathon. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm pretty sure if you if you're into this this particular podcast and being you know you know heavily influenced by Nipsey and everything else and and his uh, spirit and everything, then you definitely know that you've heard the word marathon. You've seen it somewhere. Somebody's posted it. So it's it's the or, easiest thing to find. Uh, he doesn't look like himself on there because there's no beard and you don't really see the braids, but it says the marathon. It's written in red. The whole cover is like pretty much black and white and looks like a, you know, could be out of a dictionary, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or a bunch of words, you know, that's on the cover. But um, it's... It's definitely something that you can stream um, if you want to. Uh, from what we've been seeing, what I've been seeing on the internet, um, all money in, no money out, which is the label that he created with his brother and a bunch of other people that was in his circle. All of these, you know, he owned his own masters, so everything that was put out there was, you know, independent. So anytime that you're streaming this stuff, is it, you know, if you want to support them, you know, it's definitely helping out the family and everything. So definitely go and stream that. Check it out. It's it's just incredible, man. Like this dude, the thing about him, you could see that you could feel and hear the growth. You know what I'm saying? Because he yes, yes, he yes. he tried to he yes. he tried all types of flows different songs, this, that, and the third. I had just started um, bumping, what was it? Uh, Bullets Ain't Got No Name, Volume 1. And off, the, got no name. <laughs> off yeah. the first record, I'm hearing this 50 Cent kind of style, and he's taking a hook, and he's doing what he needs to do. And it was just, it's like, man, this dude, like, he was really, he's just incredible, man. And it really sucks to see, you know, to... Cause you know, after people pass, you know what I'm saying. Like, of course, we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna listen harder. This, that, and the third. But I can tell you one thing. This is one thing I can say. Um, I felt how I felt about him when I first seen him because I was I was already tuned. I was locked in. I'm like, whatever he's doing, it is what it is. When the Crenshaw tape came out, there was a couple records on there when I was first listening. Cause my man, one of my boys, he had put me up on it. That was at the job. And I thought it was okay, you know what I'm saying? But I, it was a very long mixtape, and it was a lot of music. And it was like, you know, at the time, I forget what else was out, but I think I might have been in my Kendrick bag or something, and I just was on that particular wave at the time. So this one, it came in hood, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, it came in with the records that were less words, but it was I learned that the Crenshaw mixtape has so much stuff for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Whether you riding out on some West Coast vibes, you know what I'm saying? Just doing your thing, living life gangster rap. Then it has the other aspect of some really deep records, you know what I'm saying? And it has some records for the women. And it's like, that's the one that really set everything off, you know what I'm saying? Really, really threw his name out there. If you didn't know, it just started getting picked up by different news places because that's the one that Hove copped 100 copies of. And he made like 100 grand off the mixtape. By just putting it out, you know what I'm saying? And and it was like nobody else was thinking about it. And the thing is, a lot of people were styling on the idea, but it was like that $100 that you spent got you a, a Crenshaw hoodie. It got you some tickets to his show. 
it got you the actual mixtape, and I think he was autographing some of them joints. You know what I'm saying? So when a bunch of people, all, all of them, man. yeah, a lot of he people scoffed at you yeah. know the idea of it being a hundred. You know what I mean? And he said it didn't matter. This is what he believed in. This is what his crew believed in, and they was gonna put it out there independently and sell it at our own store. And that's exactly what he did, and that was the one that set it off. And I went back and I listened, and it was Never just, bro, it was just incredible. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of music. Like he, he really worked on his craft. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, he got it to the point you could hear it out of his mouth, out of all these different interviews. He got to the point where he didn't have to work. He didn't have to have music be his main income. It was the it was the thing that he did because he enjoyed it because he knew where he came from because he always wanted to be a dope MC a dope rapper and everybody know him for the words that's coming out of his mouth and that was the best thing to do grab a mic and sit up here and talk what are we doing right now you know what I'm saying we feel like we got something to say we grab this mic and we talking on it you know what I'm saying you and I both have had our little you know spins with when it when it came to rap you know what i'm saying me writing the rhymes i never really recorded much you know what i'm saying you was doing your thing putting your mixtapes out and everything else and obviously my brother and beautiful noise entertainment and all this other stuff but you know we still got something to say even if we ain't rapping you know what i'm saying and that's that was the most beautiful thing about this dude because he gave you the music Put the music aside and then see what this man is talking about. See what see what he represents. See what he is about. See the father. See the, you know, damn near husband. That's basically what he was to Lauren London. You know what I'm yeah, saying? If, if you look I, at I don't even Yeah, they were husband and wife to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's it's just like the different things that you see in the love and the outpour. You know, this this man just lived an incredible life, you know what I'm saying, especially to go through the things, you know, from the gang life, from the hood, from the place that he came from, to do all of these different things, to to having deals with Puma, you know what I'm saying, I'm still on the hunt for them, them Puma victory lap joints that he put up that might have been like a one-on-one or something like that, but them joints was crazy. But he just, like, he did so many things. And I think even in his passing, I just really feel like it it shouldn't be, there's no way it should be in vain. It should be another dude. It should be another person. It should be another woman. It should be, it should be somebody else out there that's seen the things that he was able to do and accomplish in such a short amount of time. I'm 35, you know what I'm saying? He was 33, you know what I mean? Like, he was two years younger than us, kid. Two years younger than us and accomplished so much and 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 put his mind to something and really was out there doing it. That's that's all you could ask for, you know what I'm saying? It really, really is. So, um, I mean, look, I, I don't want... I, I, when we talk about him, I don't want to be sad. I, I, at this point, I'm no longer sad. I'm, 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 I wish he was here with us, you know what I mean, at the end of the day, but I'm no longer sad about it. I play his music in celebration. It took me a while because Victory Lap might be the hardest album to listen to. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's like, it. I love it, and I know it's great, but there's so many gems in there. If you can go back, just... Just do yourself a favor. Go on Apple Music, Spotify, whatever it is you have. It don't matter because they ain't paying us anyway. So <laughs> shout them out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever it is you got. And then, you know what? Real talk, man. Forget all of that. Go find you a record store. Pick up this album. 
Victory Lab, pick up any of the projects that he has in there and just just have a piece of it because he was big on owning something. Like he owned that. They they bought that that whole story of how they bought the area where the Master Burger was and everything because they wasn't allowed around there at one time. He was big on ownership. That marathon clothing store, when I when I touch back down in Cali, I'm definitely going to the store and spending some money in there because I know it's going to go to the community and go to the families and help the people out. You know what I'm saying? Because we got to start doing that. That's, that's just point blank, period. That's what we got to start doing, and, and we got to start keeping it a buck. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, just, just go pick it up. Pick up the album. You know what I'm saying? Own it. Own it. Have it. Something you could play when you feel like it because you never know if they're going to shut down these damn streaming sites or anything like that one of these days. Go pick that album up. Have it. It's a piece of art. Hold on to it. I'm actually going to try to find it on vinyl if I can. You know what I'm saying? I just want, I might just frame it. You know what I'm saying? Because I already got the CD, so I might just frame the joint. Like, I mean, he was, he was that incredible. You know what I'm saying? That incredible to me. You know what I mean? And I know that this was only a conversation that I could have had with somebody like you, kid. You know what I'm saying? That would definitely understand. Definitely. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel yeah. about it. Um, you got anything more for the people? I mean, just just to, you know, touch back on what I was talking about, about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually, like, like my brother Al said, y'all, if you got title or Apple, whatever it is that you got, go look up the uh, mixtape. It's called... Um, let me go ahead and get it here for you. It's actually maybe like a, I wouldn't say it's a fan mixtape, but it's called Nipsey Hustle the Great, Volume 1 and Volume 2. It came mm-hmm. out right before uh, Mailbox Money did. Gotcha. And please, when I say listen to this song, anybody, if y'all did, whether you need motivation or whatever, it's a, it's a joyous song. It's, 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 it's honestly the way that, you know what I'm saying, Neighborhood Nip, would have wanted us to remember him by straight up because at the end of the song he says he's not worried about that because god got him you know it's mm-hmm. it's just how that's how this brother did his thing mm-hmm. and like my brother said we are not here to talk and you know we don't want everybody to fill their eyes up with tears and, and be sad because we're celebrating life that's right you know what i'm saying and it, it's 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 something that we need to start doing it's something that we need to start doing within the communities as far as like motivating one another, taking care of one another. This is what we're supposed to do. If you can sit there and this is my, if I can sit here and say, Al is my brother, mm-hmm. but in turn, I can't show him love later on down the road, then, then we're not brothers. You know, we need to, Nip laid down the platform and others laid down the platform before him. He just kept his part of the bargain and made sure that the people you know what I'm saying, um, we're able to be motivated. I mean, his brother employed over 42,000 people in his neighborhood, mm. Al. Mm. 42,000, bro. That's... 42,000, bro. In your I neighborhood. Mean, I don't know 42,000 yeah. people, kid. Yo, <laughs> I don't even know 42 <laughs> people, buddy. <laughs> That's what I'm you know saying. What I'm saying? But, yeah, you know, man. Just, just joking, but, but Thug, like, he, and he, he invested his money he invested his money like when people when he, he was talking he had one interview right and I hope I hope I get this right but he had one interview while I was watching and they was like you know Nip, you know you, everybody has like this thing about the albums and, 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 and what you um 
And this was something you had said, Al, kind of refer back to it. Mm -hmm. He was like, what does mailbox money mean? Mm. And he was like, oh, mailbox money? He was like, man, that's the money that you make. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, once you spend your money, you no longer have to spend it because, you know, your money starts to make money. Mm -hmm. And those are the checks that you receive. You receive those checks. And he said, I call it mailbox money. He said, man, I'm literally, I, I, I spent my money. He said, it's like what the billionaires do. And my money is just making money, and it's just making money, and I get mailbox money. That's I get, right. you know, they, they check. He's like, okay, that's that. The dude was like, man, that's me. He was like, you know, and it just, he's like, I do for my community. And all the folks that are out there talking about, they scared, you know, be cautious. I'm not saying go back to the, but be cautious. Yeah. But let's start giving back to our neighborhoods, man. Let's sure. start going back and, 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 and ridding the neighborhood of the, of the filth that's there. You know, these, 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 you know, whoever, these snitches, these, these fools, whatever they are, mm -hmm. get rid of them, move them out the neighborhood and start taking our neighborhood back and doing what it is we're supposed to do. If, if we're there and we're in the ghetto, let's make the ghetto a place to, to a, let's make the place a place to live in. Let's make it so that while we're in this place until we get out of it, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be ran down. It doesn't have to be poor. If we take care of it, you're good to go. Look what Nick did to his neighborhood. He, he completely ref reformed his neighborhood. I mean, he the day he the, the day he died, he was actually going to meet his brother, um, brother that did I think about almost half, half at least about twenty five, thirty years. Carry uh, Lake. Yeah, was Carrie going Lake. to give him some free clothes from yeah, yeah. give him some free clothes from the spot, doing a good deed for a brother that he knew. You know what I'm saying? And and got his life stolen by a coward, man. Because that's all that is. That's, that's nobody. That's no strength in that. That's all cowardice. What they did to that man, Nip. And I'm just glad he was able to make some changes in people's lives yeah. while he was here. Because a lot of people talk about it, Al. A lot of people talk, but this brother was all action, man. And I'm proud to come across his music. I'm that's proud right. to have the the option and to to listen to him. And from my side, you know, what I'm saying to his side. You know, red to blue, blue to red, however you want to call it. I'm proud to have known that this man was about unity. Word. His death unified the whole, almost, literally, out almost the whole West Coast. Some some parts in Houston, mm -hmm. some parts where we live at, mm -hmm. uh, down here in Atlanta, they had a venue for him in New York. Mm -hmm. I mean, when Pac died, nobody even do this. Nah. Let's be honest. Nah, they didn't. You no, know? straight up. Big, like anybody else that you think of that you talk about, nobody else had this sort of, um, nobody else had this sort of impact. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I mean, he and he was doing it before he passed. Because if you just look at the yeah. last time that I checked video, it's red and blue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, red. It's, it's straight up red and blue. Him and YG yeah, have been doing so many different things. The fuck Donald Trump, and I will say it because it's still that. But anyway, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> it, it's it's so many things that this man has done, man. Just like all we want y'all to do is, I hope this that this little talk that we had between the two of us was just enough for y'all to understand. Like, you know, it, there's so much more in life that you can see in death, especially if you're here to see it. But the thing is, what do you do with yours while you got the time? 
That's just that's the main thing. You know what I'm saying? And um, there's something that I wanted to drop on y'all too. Uh, I want to give y'all a couple recommendations. One of mine is definitely if you can get it. You know, if you know, you know. If you know where to get it, you know what I'm saying? Because this isn't like an official album, but you already know my favorite producer of all time, DJ Premier, has done. He's done a, a record like it's about 37 minutes, and it's called the Premier Hustle. And I think it might just be. Nipsey over Premier Beats, you know what I'm saying? So I, I can't wow, wait to listen to bro. it. <laughs> you know, man, wow. I'm a zone out. I'm a zone out. I cannot oh, wait. Oh, I can't man. wait to listen to it because I just and and the the cover is you know his face, but got the third eye. So I could only imagine what type of beats Primo has laid down oh, yeah. over these acapellas. <laughs> be like this, it's gonna be crazy. So just as we were feeling sad, I'm I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited to see what people could do. Ain't no telling what I'm going to do with some of the stuff that, you know, getting into my production bag. Because he, I just seen that he has some acapellas out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's different things that I want to do. It's, st- it's some stuff I want to get with you on, you know, different ideas that I got. But this is just the beginning. And this is exactly what it is that his life, his legacy was supposed to do. It was supposed to bring people together. Bring show you yes. show people that you can do so much more. You know what I'm saying? So like I you know what I'm saying, I know we've been talking for a little bit, you know. We definitely gonna have more conversations to come, but I wanna leave people with this or my little joint. Um definitely go and see if you can find it. You know what I'm saying? Do your homework, go get that project if you could find it. But his name, the name we know Nipsey Hustle is what everybody knew him as, but Ermius. God is risen. That's what it means. God is risen. Incredible. Incredible. You know what I'm saying? And it's just um, my prayers and condolences go out to, you know, the family, his father, his mother, his brother, his sister, you know what I'm saying? Lauren, definitely. His, his, uh, His son, his daughter, you know what I'm saying? The kids, you know, everybody that was affected by this, everybody that loves this man, you know what I'm saying? Inshallah, y'all, your hearts will be, you know, filled with joy when you think of this man. Because that's what I do. That's what I do, yeah, and that's what yeah, I want to do going yeah. forward. You know what I'm saying? Inshallah. Yeah, it's word up. And look, the the marathon continues. You know what I'm saying? It, it definitely ain't stopping with us because we're going to keep running. You know what I mean? So. Best believe that, man. Word, word. So look, this has been the Say No More podcast. I'm out. And that's been my man, Will, from the William Rutledge Podcast. You know what I'm saying? We'll definitely have, you know, all of the information for our podcast up here. So definitely check it out. You can catch it on all the different platforms that we out that we got out here. And look, I ain't got no more for him. Say no more, you know what I mean? That's how I close it. How you do it? You already know, man. One time for my boy, Al. Say no more podcast. Check my boy out. You know what I mean? Mine's the William Rutledge Podcast. Al, thank you for giving me this opportunity to get on your platform and, and talk to the people. You know what I'm saying? We, we just out here. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. The marathon will never stop. It will always continue. Always. Condolences to the family. Like my brother Al said, again, Al, thank you, man. Humbly appreciate it, man. Man, same here. Pleasure's all mine. The marathon continues. We out of here. Until next time, peace. 100. Be safe. Peace.
Look, I'm from Westside, California. They run a bone. Ask you where you from and check your tats under your clothing. Hustle, go hard, make sure my knots swollen. Fuck you, say the wrong hood, bullets explode, and I trust you. People these days, cause that's gold. I see niggas get killed for who they roll with and chose to. 